This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. 820 on a Tuesday. A beautiful Tuesday at that. Kind of. Uh, We've got our Counterpoint, which of course is brought to you by Pizzaville. You can go to pizzaville.ca or call the guys over there at 416-736-3636. Today we got Steve Kersner, award-winning writer and producer, as well as host of FU Politics, which you can find at FUNetwork.tv. But you probably know him best as the creator of the Canadian icon, Ed the Sock. Hello. Hello. Good to see you again. It's Good, been a, It's been, been like a 100 years. years. I know. Yes. Um, I'm a little older or a bit you've wiser. Aged, you've but... aged well like, like fine wine. Oh, well, there you I've go. just aged. <laughs> there, there you go. And Adrian Batra, who, of course, is the editor-in-chief of the Toronto Sun, former Canadian Armed Forces Lieutenant. Hello. Good to be with you. Ooh, there you are. All I'm right, here. There you go. Let's start with the uh, polling, which, of course, ran in your paper, the Toronto Sun, uh, with uh, DART polling, and it reveals Justin Trudeau is getting a slight bounce off the angst created by the Ford government. So nationally, the Conservatives sit at 37% support. Trudeau Liberals have 32%, which is a eight-point jump. And Jagmeet mm-hmm. Singh's NDP still completely, uh, utterly useless at 17%. But uh, the support mainly for Trudeau is coming in Vote Rich Ontario, but there's not a lot of time left. And the, one of the big takeaways of this poll is that only 24% say Trudeau deserves re-election. And that is a terrible, terrible number. But also, Steve, it tells us all these negative ads that we saw playing during the playoffs, we've seen play around the clock on TV, they are, in fact, I think, damaging Andrew Scheer. Uh, you know, uh, yes, they are. And Doug Ford is certainly having an effect on the popularity in Vote Rich Ontario uh, for the Conservatives. But what I wonder is, why are we even talking about this four months out? It's, are this you trying is, to ruin my job? Well, uh, uh, This is uh, what we do. <laughs> well, let me explain so we still have things to talk about. Uh, it, it's like, you know... If in May my wife comes to me and says, "Hey, you want to spend Labor Day with my uh, parents?" Like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then the, the two days before, I'm like, "We're doing what on Labor Day?" <laughs> uh, because really, I when and they ask me in May, I give a surface answer. And polls between now and basically two weeks before the election are. The, uh, I was talking to Frank uh, from Ecos uh, Polling, and he says that they're basically, polls right now are predictive of nothing. They're interesting little snapshots, well, but cer- this, is polls, yes. this is the summer. This is the summer, okay? Nobody is, you, you'll get more, people thinking more clearly about, if you ask them what their favorite barbecue sauce is right now, than if you ask them who they're going to vote for in the fall. They're not really thinking about it. When they start getting, when it starts getting closer, and people start reading the, the, the pamphlets and start thinking seriously about it. And as it looms closer and they really start focusing. And also, let's keep in mind, the campaign hasn't even started. I, last time this far out, Trudeau was 
in dead last. So it, oh, he's been campaigning since four years ago, Steve. Come well, on. Like he, every day everyone campaign. campaigns. Yes, well, he and everyone he more campaigns so, every day. I think than anybody. But Adrian, I mean, in politics, he, Steve's right. Four months is an eternity. So this can turn around. This can go many different directions. But what it is for Trudeau is trouble because. He has a huge hill to climb uh, in order to win back a lot of the support that he um, lost. And he has to count on nothing bad happening. Yeah. And in the last two weeks of the campaign, well, the last three weeks of the campaign are really what what everybody's going to be focused on. And everyone's so tuned into that. But one one of the things that you sort of see, though, with the successive polls that have come out in the last couple of months is, it's instructive in just seeing, you know, trends and seeing, and it's, yeah, frankly, it's actually useful for um, the political parties themselves. And they can, you know, they can target, they look at, um, you know, where are we going to send Prime Minister Trudeau for the summer, for example, on the barbecue circuit? Where are we going to send Ford meet Singh? Yeah, yeah, well, Ford Fest. <laughs> That's where they're going to yeah. go. Well, that would have been interesting. M- might have been a few votes uh, actually to be had or lost, but nonetheless, but it's also instructive for the Conservatives, too, who um, have consistently had a um, a minor lead um, in the last month or so. But I think the challenge ultimately for any of these um, parties and, and even for, for the pollsters is is very much that, getting the people engaged. No one's really checked into this. We, we literally went from spring to the summer. Uh, or Excuse me, winter to summer. And there was no real spring in between. So um, kids are off to camps. You know, people are headed to their cottages, um, especially in the province of Ontario, where this election will will be will be won. Um, and for that 24% that you mentioned, I think that's perhaps one of the more instructive parts of this. Uh, of this, it, it, It's also sort of that adage, like, do we vote for the leader or do we vote for the party? So um, right now it would appear that people are still going to vote for the Liberal Party and, and not necessarily um, for, for Justin Trudeau. But it also says to me, Alex, that some of those ads that we did see against Justin Trudeau from the Conservatives, um, not as advertised, that sort of moniker, um, is working and and it's sticking. So we'll, let's see what they uh, let's see what they come up with in the in the next couple I, of months when people are paying attention. I have to ask you, Adrian, with uh, the poll that was just quoted showing Trudeau getting uh, and the Liberals getting an eight point bump. How do you, how is it you think that the not as advertised campaign is working against Trudeau? The poll the, the numbers that were quoted indicate the opposite. Because it's the twenty four percent saying that he doesn't deserve re-election. Jose, yeah. Um, yeah. But so that's but, that's my point about like to, to to my point about you know it being better for the Liberal Party itself for that brand right. versus you know Trudeau directly. Well, that's why they're not putting him on a lot of their literature, which is like almost unheard of. I saw some. Well, none of, of the literature, literature actually. None of it has a picture well, of Justin Trudeau. Listen, whereas it all had it last. He set election. himself up, unfortunately, to kneecap the NDP to keep them weak. He adopted the language and postures of the left. If you know Justin Trudeau, ever spoke to him, he doesn't talk about personhood and things like that. This was a political strategy to try to stop the left from being split in two, to basically rob from the NDP. Well, now it's split into three. But so. now it's a, it painted well, a target exactly on his back. Well, it's exactly what Kathleen Wynne did. Yeah. It's painted right? it's a exactly target on his Kathleen back. Wynne did. The yep. minute you're not it's perfect, Wynne... you're, you're, it... you're, you're terrible. Mm-hmm. It's what Wynne did in Ontario, too, right, Steve? Like, I mean, that was the same thing, you know, as you sort of wedge on the left. But what's interesting, though, is the Green Party um, is is benefiting. Of course, it's easy to benefit when you're not challenged. It is easy to be well, a good exactly, person but the, when you're not scrutinized and, you're, and challenged. When you're never going to form and, a government. Yeah, it's easy. And We're going to put a base on the, the moon. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's it, when you know you're never going to form the government. We are going to give every Canadian a jetpack. <laughs> like, you can say anything. And, of course, you're going to get people saying, that's terrific. But polls usually show that um, 
part fringe okay they're not fringe but lower rating parties they they poll higher than they actually uh, draw votes Albeit interestingly, because... And then, you know, I never thought I'd hear myself say this, honestly, Alex, but, you know, Elizabeth May has been far more reasonable on matters of finance yes. than, than Jagmeet Singh has. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, 100%. Oh, well, there's sure a low Michael bar. Make sure that Michael burns this tape. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's like doing a limbo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and meanwhile, the CBC also doing a lot of polling, and I thought this was interesting because 80% of Canadians either strongly or somewhat agree that the country is divided between ordinary people and these elites, whatever that means, but... Um, you know, Adrian, this is a great attack line mm-hmm. for populist parties or certainly for the right uh, to, to kind of differentiate. It's a, it's a political weapon. Um, but I'm interested. I was certainly surprised that the CBC had these numbers because, um, you know, they generally would go the other way. Not lately. Not lately. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, maybe it's back to this, you know, the poll that we ran is, is the dog days of summer. We're doing everything to fill content at this point. So we'll take anything and everything. But, you know, this idea, I think the vast majority of Canadians, when they think of the, the hear of the word elite, they, we don't know what that means, but they have their own sort of self-definition. You ask 100 people, you get 100 different answers. Mm-hmm. I think Canadians just don't see themselves moving ahead, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they think they just sort of see it's just, their life is static. They are you know, affording their home barely. They're affording to sixty-eight percent are struggling. Barely, sixty-eight percent. Yeah, struggling. and and so, and so the number doesn't shock me. And so, and then when they think of elite, I think they maybe even think of the politicians. Yeah. You know, they think of a, a Trudeau type, for example. Well, I, that, you know, that's the thing who's... about elites is it. it it means, as you said, Adrian, it means different things to different people. To some people, an elite is somebody who likes that fancy book learning. Um, to other people, elites are people who are wealthy, um, who were raised wealthy, who never interact with real people. Uh, it's one of those words, that, those terms that manages to get people emoting, but doesn't have it. I mean, both uh, Alex and I, uh, are in our past, we were at City TV, where the, the slogan was City TV everywhere. A completely meaningless statement. Yes. But somehow, and yet I still get it yelled at me every yeah, day. Everywhere. Like, well, you're everywhere. I'm like, no, 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 Listen, I'm over here now. People yell at female journalists <laughs> nowadays. That's not so bad. But it, it, it meant nothing, but it latched on to people yeah. because it was vague and amorphous and elites. Vague and amorphous. It's a great group to draw. Nobody feels elite. And when they say they're struggling, I'm curious what people mean by struggling. Because, well, again, people... They did this. They did more polling, though. I mean, I will okay. combine them because uh, they they polled like the number one issue for voters, and and people are saying it's going to be the cost of living because what we heard over Canada Day, as you both heard, if you listen to Trudeau's speech, is how great the economy is doing. They've created all these jobs. All we hear about is how great the economy is and how everything's fantastic. And yet, I can't speak for you or you, Adrian, but I don't know anyone mm-hmm. who's living large these days. Everyone's struggling. They're tired. But yeah, one of their polls say sixty eight percent are struggling paycheck to paycheck. That's a lot of people, Steve, in this country. It's a lot of people, and just even one minor adjustment, one, you know, little change in interest rates in this country will, will, is, is, you know, really what... You know, we hear from our readers, you know, one way or the other, as far as you know, affordability. But goes. that's why I think well, we get the divide. But everything has gone up. Everything how... has gone up. But jobs may have gone. Um, may there may have been job creation, but that's one measurement. What you need to look at, though, is has the average household income gone up? Has the individual income gone up? While all of the other things have gone up in terms of your cost of living, the short answer is no. Purchasing and that's why, power um, is the key. Know, Canadians. Yeah, it's always about purchasing yeah. power. It, that's, it doesn't matter. The other numbers don't matter. It's how much money do you have to buy the things that you need and then the things that you want. Yeah. It's all about purchasing power. I, I, I'm 
concerned about a number that says 68% are paycheck to paycheck. My concern I think it's is that I don't. That. I don't even. Th- I don't think it is. Oh, I, and okay. I wonder what, what people's qualifications are. And that may also be because people are in way over their head, like they were well, in the with U.S. Personal debt. That's what we've and been. They, being personal indebtedness. They, yes. They, they, it, this is this is their own fault for trying to impress the neighbors and get a big TV and a big car. And it's not that I don't have sympathy for them. And it's not that there's not people who didn't do anything like that at all and are still struggling. I know some of those people, but. You have to wonder if, yeah, you're struggling. What did you do to put yourself in this spot, and how can you get yourself out of it, rather than just telling a pollster that I feel like I'm struggling? Ed the Sock is mean. Well, Ed the Sock (laughs) is, but I'm a nice guy. (laughs) Let's um, just pause it there so we can pay some uh, commercials and pay our bills, because then I don't get paid, and then I'm out of work, and then I'm broke, and then I'm struggling. Struggling, paid check to paycheck. Let's do that now. We'll come back, and we'll talk about uh, having friends in high places, because who? This story stinks to high heaven, but we will do that next. This counterpoint, of course, brought to you by our friends at Pizzaville. You can head on over to pizzaville.ca or call them up, 416-736-3636. Tell them Alex sent you and get some pineapple. We will come back right after this quick break here on Point on Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. And it is 8.36. We are in round two of CounterPoint, which, of course, is brought to you by our friends over at Pizzaville. You can head over to pizzaville.ca or call 416-736-3636. we got Steve Kersner and Adrian Batra weighing off on a bunch of stuff. I, I want to pound through these because there's some some big uh, topics. Namely, pound away. There, yeah, maybe not the best term, but nonetheless. <laughs> uh, we were pounding away over patronage appointments uh, last week uh, with uh, Doug Ford. Uh, but the silence absolutely deafening on news that uh, came out from the CBC. And so it's from the CBC, all right, that it pays to be friends, certainly with Dominic LeBlanc. He's uh, one of the top cabinet ministers in the Trudeau government. Um, and we learned that five of the last six federal appointments in New Brunswick include LeBlanc's neighbor, a LeBlanc family relation, and three lawyers who helped retire his debts from uh, his unsuccessful 2008 leadership bid. And, and Steve, if people were outraged over the patronage appointments that Doug Ford did, and they were gross, this it, it comes nowhere close to what we're talking here, because we're talking about uh, the rule of law and, and justice, and it, it does not appear... To be neutral at all. It's, it's not supposed difficult. to be partisan. It would be very difficult to justify the qualifications of each and every one of those people. And this is a story that should be covered. What I wonder is, or what I hope is, the media will move away, and with respect to Adrian, uh, move away from trying <laughs> to cover... Um, Scandals that aren't scandals uh, to try to get. Oh wow! Look, we we got a Trump-like thing here. We can we can milk this for days and move on to something that actually has some meat and substance, like this story. Because well, yeah. this story is not something that is that is just created out of nowhere. It's not something about somebody recording a phone call and you can determine who you know. You can read into the the the, the phone call whichever way you want. This is something that is actually serious and important. And I noticed the article is asked, why is nobody talking about this? Well, okay, don't write an article asking why no one's talking about it. Talk about it! Oh, I'll, I'll talk know? about it, Adrian, because what I see here is yet here we go, another slow burn S&C that's going to kind of take a few days to catch on. The only thing that they've got going for them is the fact that it's the summer. But this is... Yet again, another chapter. You had SNC, you had Mark Norman. You've got a government that does not follow the rule of law, um, and they'll change it to, to benefit friends in all the right places. It's gross. 
Well, yeah. it's going it's to be on my front page tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, we're certainly going to I'm going to cover it again tomorrow, too. <laughs> what a surprise. It'll be on the and, front page of The Sun. Should be on the front and, page. Um, <laughs> and we anticipate that we we will get some sort of answers. You know, Brian Lilly did reach out to uh, the justice minister's uh, spokesperson to get some sort of answers about this. You know, they gave the standard line that they are all merit based. But well, how do we know? I mean, this. The, the, but we don't know. That's the issue. And so, you know, we have to send freedom of information requests. We have to. We should get that about eight years. Questions. Yeah. We should actually. And I mean, and, and further, um, this is the challenge with, you know, aspects of the legislature or the parliament not sitting. You know, we don't get the chance to. Um, the opposition parties don't get their chance to question government about yeah. this either in a public setting where they are, you know, supposed to answer some questions or at the very least hold the government's feet to, fi- to the fire. But this is not Dominic LeBlanc's first time um, getting into a little bit of trouble. If, if, you know, if I may take your listeners down memory lane, he was wrapped on the knuckles by the uh, integrity commissioner for giving um, a, a, a very lucrative Arctic surf yeah, clamming license, license to someone who was related to his wife. Yeah, it was like I, a twenty-five I mean, so, million dollar. It was like an absurd number. Well, uh, listen, I, so we can we can be critical and, and 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 rightly so about the the what we saw happen in Ontario last week. But this is to Steve's point. This is a file that matters. This is people that these are people in the justice system, in the criminal justice system, whatever it may be, that walk into a courtroom every day and we expect blind justice. Um, and this is this is this is where it becomes so egregious and so appalling. It's not a big shock that governments hire their friends, but in terms of vetting and the process by which we're gonna see judges, this guy, Justin Trudeau's own words in his platform that they will be uh, merit-based and do better. It's Yet one thing to hire your friends, but you gotta be a little more artful about it. Um, two things I wanted to say. First of all, I don't agree with you, Alex. You slipped it in there that the government, the present government, doesn't care about rule of thought, rule of law. I don't think that was proven during the SNC oh, thing. And um, some. I, and well, okay, do, let's we, go to we, Mark we, Norman. We can do that. Oh wait, minute. that's been all we closed can, up in yeah. a. Let's a talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. But here's a story. My wife, when she was, uh, I think she was 12. Uh, her mother was a full timer at York University, and over the summer. She was hired, her mother hired her to stuff some envelopes, work nobody wanted to do, mm. low-paying work. She had, to get, she had to fire my wife because it was considered to be uh, you know, patronage. It was considered to be nepotism. I, there I, are of course certain they do. Of costs. Course, absolutely, but and, not when it comes to the justice system. No, and not I'm, when it comes to like no, five No, I'm saying, I'm saying so you good. can't. Yeah. Even if these people are qualified... There, uh, my wife was qualified to stuff envelopes uh, back when she was 11. But the point is, there are certain optics and there are certain separations that we expect. So even if these people are fully qualified, um, their their proximity to Mr. LeBlanc, it, it you just don't do that. No. As far as I'm concerned, it's just bad optics. It, it it's a political time bomb, and just the sheer number of these people. Um, now maybe there's a giant ministry and this small this is a really minuscule number, but the neighbor? it doesn't look nah. good. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. doesn't. No, but look we know good. that we know that they vet these individuals against the Liberal Party lists of donors, yeah. right? And I think that that's what even makes it just that much. Uh, more egregious. I mean, one of the things that Brian Lilly notes in his column that is is already online on torontosun.com is even like the, the Globe and Mail did an analysis of this. Um, they looked through 289 appointments that the the, the, the Trudeau government had made since they became um, government. Um, 289 judicial appointments, 1,187 contributions were matched to 83 of those judges giving to the Liberal Party. Yep. And so, you know, it's, it's really... Yeah. 
yes, you have friends in high places. One appointment, I, I, you can see, but five out of the six, that is, I, I mean, I get the province of New Brunswick is a small place, but my goodness. Not that small. This is, um, <laughs> good luck. It's exactly, it's, it's not that it's small. Not, it's not PEI. Good luck and with they can that. And they can find very qualified, there's very qualified jurists all over this country who get left off the list because they are not part of or have not been ingratiated to the the governing party, whomever it is of the day. Right. Well, uh, we'll see where the story takes us. If it's uh, if there is a God and if people are doing their jobs, it will continue to take us through the next little while. i got to let you go there, guys. Thank you very much. Always appreciate it. Adrian Batra from the Toronto Sun and Steve Kersner. Great to see you after all these decades. It's only been one decade. <laughs> it's been a, Don't than, age us. Well. I accept it. I'm good with it. But thank you very much. We'll have you on again. <laughs> thank you. This counterpoint, of course, thank brought you. to you by our friends over at Pizzaville. You can head on over to pizzaville.ca or call 416-736-3SEX-FREE-SEX. But not free sex. On Point on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.